something's happening in the neighborhood. So many people in the neighborhood. So, so many, many people, people in the neighborhood. neighborhood. So many people in the neighborhood. So many people in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's true. I want to write songs as uh, simple and brilliant as that by Ween. So many people in the neighborhood. Gotta just, I mean, it's that, that is, that is today's episode. Oh, did you turn us on yet? Yeah, we're turned on. Cool. Are you turned on? I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> so turned on. Yeah. Let's, let's turn it up, turn it on, yeah. turn it in. Yeah, definitely. Some of that mojo fucking Mojo juice. matcha. Mojo matcha right down the hatch. It's so funny. We were talking about this this morning and we're like, you could convince yourself that this is like the best tasting drink or the worst tasting drink. I, I would say the same for the way it makes you feel. Yeah, you're like, is this the best feeling or the worst feeling? Like, why aren't I fucking doing caffeine every day? That's like, I feel incredible. I feel ecstatic. I feel talkative or whatever. And then you stay up till 8.30 in the morning. And then and you're you stay like, up all night wired and like you like you say like the ideas are flowing but are half of them even worth (laughs) no what i I was saying is they're so they're so flowing but it's kind of like when you're on molly it's like you're having ideas from a super high state so you're the ideas that you have for yourself are like as if you're always going to be in this like high capable space where you can run 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 interesting and so you have all these like oh i'm this person who runs 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 so you have all this idea for that person but the truth is you're like a person who doesn't always run 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 so you kind of have to i don't know cater your ideas to the yeah you have you have you you have access to like um a a higher dimension like a a, like a bigger pool of ideas when you get into those states yeah because you're like i'm the kind of person who could you know do this, this, and this, and this in one day. And I'm going to start a new fucking platform for people like us, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And it's just like we have to remind each o- each other all the fucking time. Like, we make films. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, I, I, that, that's been what I've wanted to do since I'm fucking 16. Probably you, too. There's so many other good ideas, like especially with weed getting legalized in New York recently, which is very exciting. Celebrating not, with- uh, weed is not legal in New York. Okay. Weed recently got legalized. (laughs) I just hear what I want to hear. Yeah, you definitely do. I hear what I want to hear. Yeah. Anyway, I'm wearing my weed socks to celebrate. Um, Mm, I'm going to smoke weed to celebrate. So what, wait, so what really did happen? Weed got... They drafted the language for what the bill would be. And it hasn't passed yet or... No. No, they're going to introduce it and then they'll vote on it. And then everyone will do their flexes and everything. Man, I was already sucking my weed dick already. Totally. And Cass, like once they pass this thing, we're still a year or two away from any kind of like shops or places you could go smoke or whatever. Okay. Well, the reason I got really excited is because there like are weed shops and places you can smoke. And it's funny because you and I will have ideas like, oh my God, we should have a dispensary. And then like one of us or both of us will like ground down and be like, we can barely keep track of our own accounting of anything yeah. like yeah neither one of us is capable of saving receipts or whatever the hell you're supposed to do as a human being and so like we're gonna lead uh run a dispensary where you have to like meticulously keep track of everything that comes in and out it's like no way no. it's never happening no. so might as is like a fun idea but it's a lot of times like they're fun ideas for someone else and that's why it's good i like enjoy the podcast because sometimes i have an idea that i'm like this is not an idea for me it's an idea that flowed through me mm. You know, yeah. like I want um, uh, these malls to be turned into hydroponic farms, you know, yeah. like that's not my idea. That's someone else's idea. But but it flowed through you and you have a platform where people can hear you say that idea and be like, whoa, well, that's that is what I do. And that's mm-hmm. a good idea. 
Yeah, let me grab onto that one. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, I, or is it grabbing onto you? I think, I mean, I do think ideas do do that. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying to me last night that you think of ideas as like entities. Yeah, yeah. And they're much more eternal than us. You know, they're, they're just, they're just out there. I feel like, I feel like the universe is, is, uh, producing fucking big, beautiful loads of, <laughs> loads. Of, of idea, inspiration, song, poem, in these like interdimensional sperm that basically find us or we find, or we so find we're the little eggs. Yeah. We're the eggs and, and these, these ideas, they're sperm and they're just fucking flying all over the goddamn universe. And mm-hmm. I think depending on what density you're in at currently in your life, it'll come to you and it'll either help you pop up to the density you need to produce that idea. Or you can also, you know, catch a demon seed of an idea <laughs> that makes totally. you have to lower your frequency to suit your ego's needs. Demon seed. Yeah, yeah, totally. I want your demon seed. Half the time, Ween catches a demon seed and, and they turn it into a good idea. They're like, yo, I'll take this demon idea and I'll make it beautiful. Yeah. I'll make it sound pretty. And I think that's real magic is to take the good and the bad ideas and transform them into something that is um, attractive and appealing and fun. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we always talk about how uh, Robert Anton Wilson talks about the artist as a seductress. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I was just thinking of this thing that he said uh, where he was saying in the intellectual world, there are rapists and we mm. call them politicians. And they're the ones that force ideas on you by gunpoint. Right. Artists do it through seduction. It's a whole mm. different fucking ballgame. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's trying to help people understand the reality tunnel you're living in mm-hmm. or the reality labyrinth you're living in. Yeah, and you want to be an idea generator as much of as an idea consumer, you know, cause that's your, uh, mm-hmm. that's where you can have a little more control in your destiny, you know, as if, if you're coming up with your own ideas of how to have a good day, how to have a yeah. good time, you know, and especially, so I guess this reminds me of Elizabeth Gilbert has this book called big magic that I read a bunch of years ago. That was, it's great. It talks about this concept that we're talking about is like ideas passing you like a gust of wind. But one of the things she said in there that really stuck with me and has actually motivated me as a, a person to get more things done is she's like, if you don't, if you don't act on your idea, like it will move on to someone else. Oh fuck. Yeah. And so totally. lately I'm, I, ever since then I've always, I let my ideas brew for a little bit, but there is a point where I'm like, yo, this one's about to say bye-bye Cass. And I'm like, no, I'm like, and I, and I do something. Yeah. So it's like, Th- that's you, you with this zine. Yeah. Y- you know, I was like, like, this was about to leave me if we don't start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I got a big download about everything. And I'm just last possible out. moment for inception. You, you know, you, you took it. Well, I was incepted, <laughs> yeah. but last, uh, like I, whether to hold it yeah. or birth it. And yeah. I mean, it's a whole process. The process is not done. It's where it, in the process but yeah it's it's that kind of vibe and so this is i guess just a reminder from the universe that if you have an idea that you've been brewing on you best be putting some sort of effort into making it come to fruition like today yeah you know and it can be little it could be just writing jot down of ideas of what your next moves are for us what really helps us is making like a calendar Mm -hmm. or like writing to the schedule like i'll do this by this day this by this day you know and you're really good at that because you can see the bigger picture Mm -hmm. um which i really appreciate so well i mean I feel like the universe rewards commitment. And when you show you're committed to something to the point where you're like opening a calendar and saying, these are the days we're going to do that. These are the days we're going to edit that. 
and these are the, this is when we're going to put that out the universe starts to reward that like it starts to put the angels to work on making sure that the magic is happening in the right places at the right time <laughs> yeah it's like we were talking about the other day about how the angels will get to work on a parking spot for you like yeah if you can see the reflection in these little moments you can trust that it's happening in, on the bigger scale too yeah it, it absolutely is and i don't want people to get confused like when we talk about angels or aliens or the universe or god or it's all the same thing mm. it's all different different reflections of you you know i think different people like to use different language i love the idea of angels yeah i love the idea of aliens but they're you you're connecting to higher dimensions of your soul when you're encountering those beings when you're working in collaboration with those beings mm. so um I think that they are a result of living a connected life and connecting the dots and waking up, noticing the synchronicities, committing to things, making things happen, taking those fucking, those little idea sperm from concept to completion yeah, and then getting ready for the next one. Yeah. The universe fucking loves that. The universe is you. That's what you're here to do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how your destiny gets crystallized constantly because this process is happening all the fucking time. These ideas, they're trying to wrangle and make us. It's happening right now. It's happening thousands of times to me in this moment on a level that I can't even comprehend. Decisions are being made about what's going to come out of my mouth, how I'm going to move this, what, all this stuff, how I'm going to express myself. It's, it's all happening in millions of times in a fucking split second. We could barely comprehend it. It feels like a fucking goddamn cauldron of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we pull down, we, we pull the strings that make sense for us and that make sense for our life yeah. and where we are. Yeah, the hand that path. you're dealt. Yeah. So I feel like um, if you do kind of like what we're doing, we're just that we're, we're in a process of ascension and, and we're, we're committed to that. We speak to it, and um, it's crazy how you get reminded left and right how you're back up on that level. Like, dumb shit, dumb little trippy fucking little small miracles that you see going down all the time. You've been playing this game Tetris on your phone, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. just to, just to kind of, like, you know, get through the, the, the energy of what we just went through emotionally with this breakup, you know? Yeah. It's just like kind of like, it's like your cigarette. You're like, I'm going to play a little Tetris. You got fucking so good at it that I'm like, I'm sitting there in the bath last night and I'm listening to uh, Doug Stanhope and he was talking about, you know, life and, and uh, you know, how, how people's lives play out and everything. And um, I was like, my girl's in there probably killing it at Tetris right now. Like she's getting good at this thing that might be silly, <laughs> but it's going to make her good in other areas of her life. And this, I'm not even kidding you, Cass, the second that thought popped into my head. Cass is playing Tetris. Cass is so good at Tetris. He goes, life's kind of like that game Tetris. <laughs> and I was just uh, like, I was like, <gasps> like I had a jaw drop moment. I was like, <gasps> and, and he goes on to say, he's like, you make one little mistake and you think you can compensate for it, but it ends up piling up and <laughs> yeah. piling up and you can't get back and you can't, <laughs> you can't undo that mistake. And yeah, it ends you up really fucking, don't want to fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it ends up making you who you are. Oh and and ju just that little wink from the universe, not only that he was saying something deep about the game Tetris, but that it's so applied to what I was thinking about you. It was just like... Didn't he say something also along the lines of like, I don't know why I'm talking the about... The second he <laughs> finished saying that thought, he goes, 
I don't even know why I just brought that up. He, <laughs> l- l- like, like he's like, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. And that's yeah. a really old reference and no one's going to understand it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I take it as um, I, I feel like to me, like that's the angels. Mm-hmm. And the, the angels aren't what we think. They're not these winged creatures that are all around us. Like they can be any shape or size. They can be anything. They can be a color. They can be a smell. They yeah. can be a song. They can be, they can come in the form of the manifestation of an idea. Nowhere in that they seem to be the most accessible. Where? Is when, when you're happy. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you are looking for joy and when you're appreciating and like, I mean, usually. Well, they love it. When you're in deepest appreciation of the moment and playing music for them. Like, I I, I feel like there's this love and, you know. The angels love the gratitude and and the grace and the art and the making of music like that's how you call the angels into your life and you'll start to see those motherfuckers you you will be a believer if you call on the angels yeah you will become a believer but yeah. but you got to serve them and, and i feel like <laughs> gotta I'm a, serve somebody you got to serve somebody <laughs> you know? in this life you got to serve somebody yeah. So you might as well be the angels. And like, you know what? On the other hand, I serve the aliens. And I feel like what they respond to is weirdness. Yeah. They really do. They seem to respond to weirdness. They all respond. They love ketamine. They, they, <laughs> they love ketamine. They love nitrous. They, it's they, kind of a joke, but that's so funny. They love lean. They love the desert. Uh-huh. They know? do love the desert. But just like think yeah. about all those things have in common. Like mm. like they love they love the weird shit that takes you out of your uh, third dimensional view of the world. Because that's where they are. They're in much higher dimensions. So you need to connect to that to even fucking comprehend these motherfuckers. No, what I love is that I talked to my mom the other day. She watched, what is, uh, uh, The Fifth Kind. Uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind is yeah. a new documentary on um, Amazon yeah, Prime. We watched a few minutes of it. It didn't get very far. but It I, shocked me that your mom recommended that to us. She loved it. She was like, she's like, this is next level stuff. And she's like... I've been trying to, um, con- I'm going to try to start contacting the aliens because it's, it's about meditation. It's not, it's about meditating and they can connect to your consciousness. Like aliens travel via consciousness more than, you know? Yeah. So it's exactly. like, they, you can tell them where you are by, um, meditating on, uh, different, uh, like, uh, a stream that's near your house or kind of giving them visual cues of where you are so that they can find you in consciousness. Wow. I mean, it was just, I mean, we should watch the movie, but it's just so crazy to hear my mom be like, Cass, I'm going to start trying to contact the aliens. She's like a very level headed woman. I know. It's like, mom, what do you think we've been talking about for years? What do you think we've been trying to do? Wait till you try this DMT. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be good. Direct shot to the heart. Yeah. Get those aliens there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know what I saw that just keeps coming to my mind and I want to say it before I forget. It's like the most obvious thing, but I love saying the most obvious things. And I think people like hearing the most obvious things. I sure as hell do. But um, the people who are the happiest don't have the most. They make the most of what they have. Mm-hmm. And that just feels like that rings very true. Um, you know, like you're like, oh, this is my hand. Like, how do I make the most of this hand? Yeah. How do I have the most fun in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know? That's when we do the best. It's like, how can we be creative? Yeah. Play your fucking hand. And well. Play it well. Play it well. Bluff if you have to. (laughs) Double down. Annie up. Go all in. Do whatever you got to fucking do. Go all in. Go all in. (laughs) Yeah, you got to play your hand. You got to work with with what you're given. 
and it, it's so funny. I think we all get indoctrinated into a model of scarcity that really has to do with keeping the powers that be in power. And it has to do yeah. with keeping our economy the way it is. But I think people apply it across their life. And, you know, again, Robert Anton Wilson says, like, the idea that we're running out of resources is ridiculous. Because what are resources? They're not resources till we figure out how to use them. Yeah. So to say we're running out of resources, to say we're running out of brain cells, we're not. We're not. So we've been completely fucking hammered, had, had hammered into us through every fucking angle imaginable, a scarcity model. Well, capitalism runs on a scarcity model. Capitalism runs on a scarcity model. And, and, uh, it keeps us scared and it keeps us in a certain mindset that I think doesn't allow us to do the interdimensional time hopping, having fun with aliens that, that we're all capable of doing, but we're also highly distractible. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the aliens, the aliens and the angels don't like when you're worrying about something that happened like five days ago or thinking about what's going to happen in the future and, and playing out these like scary realities. I mean, no. I mean, do it so you can just like move on from it, like play out the scariest reality, but then like don't but ruminate why? in that. But why? I why think sometimes... even go there? Like Noah would say, stop right there. No, I mean. Like why would you imagine the worst possible? Because you got to, I think, I mean, I don't know if I agree with this, but you want to make it conscious like if you're you're just like scared oh oh my god i'm really scared of being on this thing sometimes you have to just be like wait why am i scared what is the worst thing that could happen and then when you can see it and you bring it into the light you're like oh that's actually not that bad yeah but usually it's like why am i scared oh my programming mm. here's an opportunity to deprogram so if you can start to tag your fears and tag your anxieties and your depression and the bad thoughts you could see where they come from and you can start to do something about it. Yeah. Like, my, oh, there's my indoctrination. Let me transcend that in this moment and maybe change the the uh, the pattern. Yeah, my biggest trap is feeling like I'm not doing right by somebody mm -hmm. or many people mm -hmm. and that I'm not doing enough. And then I spend a lot of time in that space beating myself up. And then I'm like, whoa, I just spent all this energy telling myself how horrible I am instead of doing something better. And I'm like, what serves that person better for me to get creative about what I can do to show up better or for me beating myself and being like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I think I, it's the latter. <laughs> well, well, those are the demon seeds. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like the idea comes to you to start dwelling on some false narrative that really isn't playing out. That has nothing to do yeah. with you. And like what's happening while that's going on, what's not coming in. What's not available in your vessel, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I, I just, if we're thinking about the aliens as um, an evolved uh, f futuristic version of us. Like post-gender and Post-gender, yeah, yeah. Post-language. Post post-language. You know, post-meat suit, mm. all this stuff. You know, if we're, if we're thinking about that and they're in the future and time isn't real and ideas are sperm, like, you got to coax that alien come. And you got to be fucking ovulating. You do. <laughs> How you do don't you do that? You don't deserve the alien come. That's gonna. The that's gonna. You're not. You don't deserve that alien bukkake. If you're fucking caught up in bullshit. Yeah. If you're caught up in bullshit, if you really want to catch those good ones, those good little fucking interdimensional sperm, if you really want to fucking catch those good ones, 
you have to fucking stop distracting yourself so much yeah. with the scarcity model, also, with the flight, fight or flight. Also, when it comes, you, you got to swallow because if you mm. if you spit it out and say this is disgusting, you don't allow yourself to take, even if it's a demon seed, transform it into a better um, ridiculousness. Mm. I mean, that's just ridiculous to say, and I just want to hear myself say it. So I needed to hear myself say alien come. I don't even know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> it's what color is it? Oh my god, it's like a jellyfish. It's I, like I, all the colors. It's like iridescent. It's like one of those cars that turns purple in some light and green in the other. Yeah, yeah. Monoc- m- multichrome. Yeah, but but it's not um physical. It's it's not physical. Yeah, you could like breathe it in. Like you'd, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to swallow. <laughs> one of these other things that has helped me at times is like just meditate on that everything that you're breathing is exactly what you need right now like all the energy that you need right now is in the air around you and as you breathe it in you heal and all these things Mm. i mean it's so woo woo but god it's a better way of looking at the world because when you start drinking something or like this is making me sick you you're doubling down on that narrative yeah remember when devin our friend the wizard came over and like did a hypnosis and he was uh we had a friend with us and he's like i'm gonna turn your water your water's now molly or whatever you know not putting anything in it but like just you know taking us through this thing about how her water Mm -hmm. is is molly water that it'll have that effect and it was so adorable because you kept like stealing sips of her water yeah i was like sean this is hilarious he wasn't even trying to hypnotize me but there was only four of us and he's hypnotizing our friend and I was paying such close attention and I was so <laughs> into it. I, I had such faith in whatever yeah. he was doing. Then it was over and we just like continue with normal conversation. And this water is now supposed to represent Molly. Mm-hmm. And, and every sip takes you further into a peak. And uh, like over the course of the night, like Cassie, you're watching me. And I'm just like taking little sips and taking little sips. And it was, it was fucking working. Yeah. Yeah. It was really working. It was just really adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the faith, the be- the belief that our minds are so freaking powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to harness harness the beast. Faith is commitment. Mm. Yeah, so when I talk about, like, the universe rewarding commitment, it's it's also, it's faith. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it is. It's, it's uh, you know, and have faith in yourself. Yeah, like, if I work towards this thing, it will happen. Mm-hmm. It's such a necessary ingredient towards accomplishing your dreams is, like, believing that you can if you work for it. Yeah. Well, just knowing that. Yeah. Just knowing that to your core, you know. Because you can, you can kind of fail at something before you ever even try. Because you're like, oh, I'll pick up the guitar now, but I know I'm not going to keep practicing, so why bother? Yo, I, I can't approach that instrument with that attitude. The only attitude I can approach it with is that I love it, and I love every second of it. You're getting good. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I can't wait till the day that our podcasts are just like us. Uh, well, you playing a song. And that's just like... That's really sweet. I I wrote one last night. Been a while. I haven't written a song in a long time. Yeah. But, and yeah, I think think it's like... um, This was the first time I wrote a song that wasn't just like me fucking around on the guitar and like being like, oh, I could easily play those things together because I could make a song out of any... Mm-hmm. Out, out of anything but something c, c, i heard c, in my head c c c c c c c e c c e e um no but this was this was the first time that i 
heard something in my head and to the point where I was suspicious that it's already an existing thing. And I just hacked it out, just figuring out what are those notes I hear in my head and putting them together in, on the guitar. Yeah, where you're like, like, you try, you were trying every chord to find what it sounded uh, yeah. like in your head. That's yeah. so cool. That's I, the I whole can't different... hear something in my head and be like, oh, that's obviously an uh, F, C, D, you know, progression or whatever. I have to like listen to those notes in my head and then play everything I know on guitar till I hear that one. And then that's one puzzle piece. So that's what I was doing. That That's one puzzle piece. And I put that to the side. Then I'd find the next one because I heard the whole song in my head. So I was just like, but I just have to find the pieces mm. and found all the pieces and I put it together and then I, uh, I recorded it and texted it, uh, texted the chords to you. So I knew that was somewhere. Yeah. I wake up to like C, G, E, C. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then as I was going to bed, the whole, the whole rest of it came in like to the point where I was like, I could hear how it would be produced. I hear these backup vocals. I know what it's about. I know what it's called. I know everything about this song, but I don't want to talk too much about it just in case it never like fully comes out, but it feels like it, it is, you know, you don't want to prematurely. I caught some of that alien come and I was definitely ovulating, and, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of times where you'll fucking, and you know this, Oh my god! you'll fucking catch an alien load to the face. And it's like you do everything in your power to ignore it. You're like, oh, I gotta smoke weed. I gotta fucking no. I don't. I don't want to fucking think about it. I don't. I don't want to make a movie right now. I don't. I don't want to fucking say this thing to this person. I don't want to apologize. I don't want to. You know, whatever the idea may be. Mm-hmm. But um, I was definitely down to receive last night, and a cool one came. It's called Dead Giveaway. <laughs> Coming to an airwave. Near you. Yeah. An internet airwave. Yeah. From our, our new band, Alien Come. <laughs> <laughs> come dumpster. Alien Come Dumpster. That's me. That's me. I, I, I love it when, when those... Um, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I mentioned all the things that aliens love before. I was like, the desert, ween, ketamine, nitrous. It, it, it loves... Um, it loves uh, fun little groupings of believers too. You know, when you when you get together with the right people, mm-hmm. and and like within two seconds, the conversation's like fucking out in the cosmos. Like you know, you ain't talking about people, you ain't talking about places or things that happen to you or anything like that. You're fucking getting into like questioning the nature of, of reality. What's really going you're on? You're like here. bracing yourself, or you're like looking around to make sure everyone else in the room is cool because you're like, wow, this is getting really heady. Yeah. Who's hanging out? Yeah. We hanging out here? Yeah. You hanging out with me? Strap on that jammy pack. Strap on that jammy pack. Fuel it up. Here we go. Here we go. Fucking dosed with reminders. But that's when like groups of people can have these experiences. Right. Yeah. And, and, and they're hard to explain. They're hard to explain. Being abducted by an alien when your friends can confirm you didn't leave the room or we all were abducted by aliens and we can all confirm none of us left the room is a it's a really trippy thing. It's a hard thing to explain. But um, it's almost like group meditation. It's like it's easier when you when you sit in a group to meditate. It's easier. When I I meditate with anyone besides you, it's easier. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like I remember sitting here with Jen and we just like had a long day. We were like out and doing all this stuff. And then we like sat down. The room was so quiet. We lit some incense. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. I was like, whoa, man. Yeah. I remember once you meditated with someone else and you came home and you were like, I had a really good meditation. And I've like never been so jealous. I was like, actually, 
I was more upset that you had a good meditation with them than that you had hooked up with them. <gasps> yeah. This is a long time ago now. Yeah. But I just remember that of being like, oh, he's sharing sacred space. Yeah, not my. you don't worry so much about my sacred cock. It's just <laughs> like, you know, you sat quietly with a person for 20 minutes. It actually does sound fucking bad. It sounds Super really, intimate. It sounds like... And that you were like, I loved it. It was so, I had the best meditation ever. I was like, it's like saying you had the best sex ever. It's like, oh. oh. And like, especially when I first started meditating, I spent, sometimes it comes up again, but I'm like so self-conscious that like people have told me all these things they see in their meditations. And I have such, I, I'm such a visual person when I'm on psychedelics, but I don't have visual meditations. That's the only time I have visuals. On psychedelics, I don't get them. And I think, oh, I must be a bad meditator. You know, I'm not good at this or I'm not as good as I could be. But I think the truth is, is that, you know, different things come to different people in different ways. And I love meditating and it has served my life so much. So how could I be a bad meditator? You know, how could that even be true? It's not. And and, and the truth is, I thought I had just taken too many drugs when I started seeing stuff through all my meditations. I I was just like, oh, man, this must be. What kind of stuff do you see? Do you see like. Well, once I recognize them as what they are, which is which is the aliens, it's the angels yeah i'm so jealous they are um the same thing uh they're not the machine elves that that mckenna talks about they're they're much they're like a cloud like the merkaba no it's it's like it's not even a particular shape it's not a shape we have name for or or like an essence yes just imagine like an essence cloud, like you're five minutes into your meditation and just all of a sudden just on black, just like a little wispy like essence cloud just shows up and it, it feels like it's like right here. It's just like moving around a little bit and like, you know, separating and then coming together and just like it's just like a little light show and you can't really you can't think about it. Yeah. 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 Because if you think about it, do they disappear? Not necessarily, but um, that's then you're not meditating. You're not with them anymore. <laughs> you're you're elsewhere. But like, if you're just if you just sit there and sit with them, and just keep saying that mantra or, or however it is you're meditating, keep yeah. listening to your breath. I feel like um, they're bringing you some some higher dimensional communication that we can do stuff with. Yeah. And and the more people that can settle down and begin a process of undistracting the more people that are going to be getting these messages and we'll stop having faith in the politicians we'll start having faith in each other in a whole different way if what i I don't know if i heard you correctly if we can if if everyone could begin a process of um not distracting themselves you know that that's why it happens during a meditation we're taking 20 intentional minutes to not be distracted and then then i get distracted with aliens but you get no you know no the presence or the clarity of reality is like or what your brain is creating the power of consciousness is more online Mm -hmm. you know when you're not scrolling or whatever oh yeah 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 i mean it's it is a little concerning what this is all doing to our our consciousness but i try to stay optimistic that it's in some way backwardsly doing something good because we will like maybe this is like a cloud of separation and we will see the cloud and then be on the other side of the cloud and we will never have had the appreciation for being on the other side of the cloud if we hadn't gone through the cloud yeah yeah well i mean i feel like 
the, the positive that I can pull away from because I do think it's having the opposite of the uh, the intended effect that these products are supposed to have. Like I'm, I'm talking about social media or the internet. Yeah, it's it's meant to connect us, right? We're we're supposed to feel more connected through these things, but they're but it's not. It's not doing that. It's doing the opposite. It's it's making us all having these perfectly curated little bubbles that we go into, that are safe and comfortable and don't challenge us. And it's actually leading to more separation. Yeah, because it's like a removed truth. Yeah, but what but what I can pull out of it positively is that we're all seeking connection. And once we all wake up to that ain't the real deal, nor is anything that any corporation is offering us. There's no app. There's no fucking social media thing. There's no fucking, there's no product out there. Yeah. That, that's going to fucking actually do it. So what I'm hoping is that we come out of this era where we uh, once again gave it away to corporations and, and tried to um, have them fulfill us as, as humans with their products mm-hmm. that we're like, no, we want the real deal now. And you're seeing it happen more and more as people wake up. They want the real deal. When people wake up, when they truly go through the process of awakening, they're usually spending way less time on social media, if at all. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's why I like that what we're doing. I like, I like the mission of trying to create space for connection, mm-hmm. whether it's listening to the same songs or connecting through message boards or through space camps or yeah. psychedelic sleepaways or, you know, maybe one day having like a physical space. And yeah. I mean, we call it a church because it's like a play on, on that space, you know, but hopefully without like the rules and the indoctrination and and the judgment and the shame like we church i think inherently has some really good qualities to it hell yeah and some really beautiful things like honestly there's no one building i've ever gone into where i've i mean i i didn't start going to church ever but i've gone to church a couple times and especially after i started doing drugs god damn do i get so fucking emotional yeah. in these these spaces these sacred spaces that are a monument where we collectively recognize God, yeah. you know, what the hell? Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And it makes sense to me that people got so into church and that so devoted, but there ended up being like a chasm because power corrupts, greed corrupts capitalist society. So all we can do is like continue to create the spaces we need in our heart for ourselves and expand it and extend it and try to do it in a way that is more conscientious, you know? Well, well, uh, church was meant to do the same thing that social media is meant to do. It's meant us to, to feel more connected. It's a, it's a place you go to try to feel more connected to yeah. this experience and to each other. But like social media, it's a product. Right. And it ain't the real thing. And uh, you, can, you can taste the real thing when you go in there. If you're, if you're connected to that part of yourself, you can go there. But you can go anywhere and feel super connected. Yeah. And feel divine. Well, maybe it's like in that, that awareness or not denial that it's a product that you're, that you're paying for a service. You're paying for a place that you get connected. You know, like I, when, when people think I'm a fool, but like when they come around with those things for money in the church, if I had a good experience, I'll throw $20 in there because I was like, this is like a concert. Like I just cried my eyes out. Like, why wouldn't I give this church? I mean, the Catholic church is so corrupt and all the fucking horrible things they've done to kids and women and people I, I do understand how it's like this horrible thing but at the same time when i'm at this church and i've had a great fucking time i do not hesitate to throw money in that what do you call that thing i don't know 
they come around with the yeah, thing, though. I know. The little basket. Yeah. Yeah. But you will also don't hesitate to give 20 or 50 or $100 to a homeless person well, that we yeah. didn't even talk to. The reason I do that is because if I went outside every day, I'd totally give a, a, uh, someone a couple bucks every day. But the truth is I go we outside don't. like once a week. So I'm running into like one homeless person a week and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I didn't meet 10 of you. So here's 20 bucks. Here's whatever. Especially when you see like you see someone on like the George Washington Bridge. Like you're like, how the fuck did you get up here? How did you how did you, how the fuck are you standing in the middle of this traffic jam on the George Washington Bridge? Like. You give them 20 bucks and you're like, this might have taken you two hours to get $20 and we're going to give it to you so you can get the fuck off this bridge and go get something to eat or go get your That's fix the or idea. go get it's some like beer. like a couple dollars isn't going to change them standing there. But yeah. like if you could change them, like you're not going to house them with $20, but you could at least like change the course of their day a little bit. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll fucking give a motherfucker a joint if we have no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That'll change the course of your day. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a truth that I've known is that. The more generous I am, the better I feel. That doesn't mean I'm always generous, but it does mean that when I'm not super generous, it doesn't feel good. And I don't like that feeling. And Feeling closed off. Yeah, or like, oh, I need this, or I need, you know, it's... Well, because you see the homeless guy, and everyone wants to give them money. Everyone, everyone, somewhere deep down, does not want to see them in that situation. Some people take it to the levels of us where I'm like, I would take this person in, you know? But what happens is um, it's so ubiquitous that our ego tells a story and it goes right into judgment about how they deserve this in some way. Mm. And I think you and I try to resist that urge. And I think that's kind of why we go through life um, happy, but a little, a little perturbed and angry too. And, and I don't think that's the worst combination, especially as an artist. Yeah, it reminds me of a bumper sticker I had on my door as a kid. Like, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of injustice. And, and as a capable person, to bring awareness or light or try to do some effort to change the current systems is like, what else is there to do? Yeah. You know? And if, and if you have access to higher realms, start untangling some of this mess from up there. Because, uh, uh, yeah. as above, so below. But yeah, and then within yourself, like, God, we have to deprogram the about. inner capitalist more than anything else. Yeah. And that's kind of like where I, I see the generosity. I'm like, oh, I can feel myself like, oh. Yeah. You know, it's when we, when we talk about capitalism, we're just talking about a system that's um, based on, on exploitation of labor and competition and scarcity. And uh, all, the, all the things that are driving the world into the toilet right now. And I think I think a lot of people <clears throat> think that they hate racism and they think that they hate cancel culture and they think that they hate PC and they think they hate feminism and they think that they hate uh, mass incarceration or the drug war. You hate capitalism. All of those things are byproducts of capitalism. All of those things are what the elite and powerful use to keep us divided mm. and keep us consenting to war war with each other yeah because it has to exist on so many levels for yeah. it to like maintain its power yeah this the power of separation i, I hear uh, especially because i mean really the only people that we pay attention to uh, on any kind of consistent basis are comedians and man they they never shut the fuck up about cancel culture 
They never shut the fuck up about it. And it's just like, but they also never mention the conditions that lead to a cancel culture. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about capitalism. Well, so how, how do you think capitalism leads to cancel culture? By, uh, it, it's, it's the same as, as uh, mass incarceration. It's, it's, there's going to be winners and losers. There's going to be... Um, good people and bad people. Good, yeah, good people and bad people. And we're, we're not seeing people for uh, the totality of their being. We're seeing them for their lowest moment, and we're trying to punish them and get retribution and revenge. Mm-hmm. But it's just more ways to keep us um, paranoid and suspicious of each other and not looking at the owners who are pulling the strings in this country, not, not looking at them, looking at each other. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, think yeah, I mean, it's a, like a really basic, I think quick way. But I like it. I think that is actually gives me a lot of clarity about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it is one of those things, especially for comedians, to, to get canceled off an idea that you have or a thing that you say or to make your the words or your thoughts like criminal or that you know it's like that black mirror episode where it's like you say the wrong thing and then all of a sudden no one can see you or everyone else is blurry to you like i mean and that is that's what we're doing to people yeah like oh you you're uh and i I just feel like there should be a balance there is something to say like yo that you don't treat people like that you know Mm -hmm. or like yeah a society based on accountability not punishment is um is is i think what uh any abolitionist who have, who's thought about this a lot is really going for yeah and accountability is such a, a tricky thing because it's it's like uh you can hear someone say the right thing but do you believe it and then it's like you also have to realize that people have their own their karmic predicaments you know and yeah i don't know it's interesting territory for sure uh, i mean from it, it, but like the whole thing is like we say about everything it's like you got to practice it at home you, you can't go holding people accountable if you don't ever hold yourself accountable right and for me what it looks like is uh you or somebody or somebody whatever triggers me we're out here and and i'm i'm fucking triggered and i i'm finding myself in my judgment in my anger in the lowest frequency that i could possibly inhabit and instead of doing the thing my ego wants to do to protect itself, I just say, I'm going to go meditate. And just go, go breathe for 20 minutes for a half hour. Put yourself in time out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold yourself accountable for what you were about to do, what you, the, the karma you were about to inject into the situation and come back to it. And usually it's, it's past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like it's a very small example, but it's it's one of the ways that we can begin to do this is is like is trusting that a person did not want to be in that frequency. They didn't want to make that mistake. They didn't want to hurt people. They actually they they actually want to do right by people, but they're just a little fucked up right now. Or like scared or defensive or whatever it or, is. Or or I'm a little fucked up right now. I'm being scared. I'm being defensive. I'm lashing out. I'm lashing out, and um, before it even goes there. I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm going to make sure it doesn't fucking escalate to that level. Now imagine, imagine more people were trying to practice those things. Yeah. I mean, I think looking at really, I mean, the thing that I've been thinking about lately is looking at relationship and how like, you know, breakups are so traumatic for people because, you know, some mean things are said towards the end or some hurt words. And it's, I think of like, um, 
how like having been in a 10 year relationship with you or in a 10 year relationship just in general that we've been able to say the mean thing to each other and we're still here and we're still forgiving each other and still accepting each other and doing that practice of but like when you break up with someone and you say like hey you're not in my best interest anymore like I gotta go on a different journey it's like a lot of times like as you're breaking up a lot of mean words are exchanged bad things and then that kind of like I'm not even talking about with Mare, but like in the past, it kind of like makes both yeah, people with, with sick. Yeah, was cool. Like I think, yeah, I think like we're, we're gonna be cool mature. with Mare. Um, it's just it's taking some time. We're doing some space, I guess. But um, yeah, but there's been other breakups where it's like, oh fuck, you know, you're both left with a lot of. We're all left with a lot of hurt and pain and fear and all this stuff, and and it it does happen from, you know, even the being able to take the freedom of having your own path, and there are these. Uh, Michelle posted something about this community in Costa Rica and one of the guys was like, they were like what's the worst thing about the community and he was like well if you don't like someone or someone's an asshole like you have to deal with it you have to that's like go the best thing in and that, through it you that's know the best thing and, yeah. and and again this is why I'm an abolitionist you can't disappear your problems by putting them in a cage yeah. That, that does not solve the problem at all. It disappears. It, it actually is, is preventing you from fucking seeing it with clarity and actually being able to deal with it. So I appreciate that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a beautiful thing that people who do stay committed to each other for a long time can like hear themselves say many things, receive mean things, and then just be like, oh, but that's not who I am. And that's not who you are. And that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very uh, transforming compassionate you know all all those good vibes but well i mean i think that's uh the crux of what we're talking about is creating space in your life to allow for transformation to commit to transformation yeah to saying the motherfucker who i am right now as much as i love it as much as i love him as much as i'm enjoying my life is going to change he's going to evolve Let's right. have let's have that um, let's have that evolution happen in the right direction. And that be the point, you and, know. Yeah, and and yeah, th- that be the basic driving force behind things, and the art and the expression and the love and the relationships and the pain and the suffering, it's it's all part of that. It's all part of it, and it's all good. It can be very uncomfortable being with someone who wants to evolve their soul. Absolutely. Like both of us, like you've been uncomfortable being with me, and I've been uncomfortable being with you. Yeah. Because at times we've been at different pages on it like whoa this is making me really uncomfortable i'm not really ready to do this drug or try this experience or whatever it is but i don't know if i think we've both has end out to the point where we realize like yo whatever sean wants thinks he needs to do or whatever i think i need to do like it always ends up being for the best so it, it's always perfect and it's always perfect well it, it's kind of like you know the, the the right person always receives the right idea the, the right person is it, it, the, the alien come finds the perfect vessel every time because what it's doing is finding the person um, to help that karmic predicament play out. And I, I think the universe loves novelty and it wants to see a whole bunch of fucking different fucking karmic predic- predicaments play out. And that that's why those fucking interdimensional fucking time traveling sperm meet the egg that is you and fucking magic starts to happen. You really just brought it all back around. Oh, you know. You know. You know, that's what I do. Bring it back around to alien cum. Yeah. (laughs) What else is there? Bringing it all together. 
Taste the waste, man. Taste the waste. <laughs> um, this was fun. If you want to, do you want to keep doing it? You want to do another little episode for the Patreon? Sure, we could try. Cool. I think that one will even be more fun now that we got these these more heavy ideas out of the way. I think so we'll, heavy. We'll get a little looser. We'll get a little more uh, cannabis. I mean, us. it's like 75 degrees in New York City, so we're living it up. We're living it up. And I right. like just did enough matcha that my jaw's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to be awake for hours. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So cool. um, we're Sean and Cass. This is Very Ape. We also have something called the Church of Chill. That's kind of the umbrella over everything we do, I think, now. It's all in the Church of Chill. And um, we have a music show called Church of Chill that we put out once or twice a week. Amazing. Fucking so fun. most fun What was my the name life. of the last episode? I really enjoyed it. Um, which one did we Merry just go put around. out? Uh, the Metaphysical Merry-Go-Round yeah, is our cool. latest episode. That was fun. Really fucking So many wild. different rides. Like, you take us into so many different vibes. It's never the same vibe. and it's But it's always, there's this line of it just sounding good. You yeah. know, because I don't know. When I'm alone and I try to throw on music, I'm like, this song sucks. This song sucks. And then there's like this lens when you when it comes through your uh, curation i think it's like oh well okay well every song's gonna be pretty fucking dope so at least you're in my taste align so i'm very happy about I, I, th- that. Just, I think it's a cool thing because i think we've moved past the era of like albums like you used to be able to feel it like i remember when radiohead kid a came out and i ran to the store and i got it and i knew and you could just feel everyone is listening to this record this whole album today yeah you know you could just feel it and um I think it's a way to in, increase our connectivity that we're like that we're in an age where you can listen to any song from any era at any point and it, it it all feels really disparate but when we put together this thing it helps that everyone's listening to the same thing at the same time we're, we're taking this music like a sacrament and we're communing totally. together and maybe there's some songs that you want to skip but you you gotta just you like can't. you can't you <laughs> just i mean you could like fast forward fast forward fast forward but kind of just like wow let it let it affect you yeah let it affect you. Yeah. So um, all that stuff and our access to our Discord community. Just super dope. The dopest. Which the we're, dopest. we're doing a community zine right now. Yeah, I have a lot of ideas. I got to put them in one place. And we're place. doing an art exchange and uh, tons of other cool stuff is going on on there. And if you want access to be able to come to uh, our second space camp, which is happening Memorial Day weekend. Go yeah. to patreon.com slash church of chill. Become part of the discord. Um, let us know you want to come to space camp. The spots are extremely limited. Um, but if there's enough interest, we're going to do many of them. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, if there's enough interest, maybe we can only have so many spots on Memorial Day. But that means like, where are we going to be July 4th, motherfuckers? You know? Yeah. So yeah, let's keep it fun. Keep cool. it fun and funny. Peace, love and magic, y'all.